بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد باب صفة الوضوء ومسنونه ومفروضه وذكر الاستنجاء والاستجمار. So the chapter regarding the the description of wudu and those sunnas of wudu and those farth acts of wudu uh, 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 and a mention of istinja and istijmar. Uh, inshallah, go ahead and read. You sit sit here, sit closer, so that the people listening at home can hear you, inshallah. Yeah. So the istinja itself is not a ritual act. What is this istinja? Naja uh, yanju means to be saved from something. Uh, uh, here it means the najasa uh, of your 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 uh, feces and urine. Uh, to, to basically to wipe them off, to clean yourself of them. So he says, istinja is not uh, something that uh, uh, is, must be connected to wudu, nor is it considered a, a, one of the sunan of wudu, nor one of the uh, obligatory acts of it. Meaning it's known why you're doing istinja, it's to remove najasa from your body. It's not itself a ritual act. Although it is a sunnah in the sense that it's a sunnah not to walk around with like, you know, feces stuck to your backside or whatnot. Uh, but uh, it, it's not a part of wudu at any rate. And some people, they think that like, oh, you have to connect the two of them. You, you don't. Uh, although, uh, you know, why is it that some people think that? It's because it's a, a custom of our uh, pious elders to be in a state of wudu all the time. So many of them would make wudu right after using the bathroom and things like that. So he mentions this to push away the the possible misunderstanding that that it's a, it's a sunnah to like make it's a sunnah of wudu or it's of istinja to have the wudu connected to it. The istinja itself is not an act of worship. Rather, it is a fulfillment of the 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 ritual obligation for a person not to have najasa on them. And uh, um, uh, the wudu is an act of worship in the Maliki school, in the, in the, in, uh, including the Jamhur, all the Madahib except for the Hanafi school. They consider the wudu to be an act of worship. But the istinja, you know, making istinja is not part of it. So, for example, if a person wants to make really good wudu, right, there's a hadith of the Prophet, the person who, etc., the person who makes wudu and like perfects their wudu. Like, you don't have to just go and drop your pants and wash your backside. If there's nothing there, it's not actually part of the, it's not actually part of the, uh, um, it's not actually part of the wudu. On a cultural note, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, in one of his many dumb tirades that he uh, gets caught mouthing off uh, 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 while things are recording, which you would think someone who's in media would have more common sense, but you know, uh, uh, he, he, uh, he, 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 he deprecates Iraqis for not using toilet paper. And I'm like, okay, buddy, you don't make a sinja. I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure we won this one, this round. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not, we won that one pretty hands down. Yes, you can say a lot of things about Muslims. Don't know how to park on Friday. Don't know how to, whatever. You can, you can, you know, the argument can be made. But this one, we, we won. So go ahead. Right. So he says, he says uh, it's not it's not part of wudu, nor is it a ritual act by extension. 
the only the only point of it is the to remove filth from the body through it through istinja which is with water or istijmar which is the name literally means like with like jamra is like like a stone using rocks to wipe yourself like dry wipe yourself but uh, istijmar is anything that's dry so toilet paper would be in the hukum of istijmar and uh uh they also what they used to do uh, in the subcontinent in the old days they used to use clay tablets you know the clay that's from the earth you just dry out like like a small tablet and use it to wipe yourself uh, uh, so whatever dry thing you used to to wipe yourself uh, um, uh, you get rid of the najasa so that when you pray there's none of the ritual impurity on your body uh, uh, like like it is on Tucker Carlson so you know Mm-hmm. Right. So it says that you don't need to have the, the, the intention of, of ritual purification when you're making istinja istijmar. Nor do you have to have the intention of ritual purification when you're washing clothes. This brings up another issue, which is that of dry cleaning. Is, a, is the removal of najasat from the clothing, is it a ritual act, yes or no? And if the answer is no, then there's a whole discussion with regards to do you really need to have ma'mutlaq, right? That water which is tahir mutahir, uh, um, or can you use other solvents or whatever to get rid of the najasa as long as you're actually factually getting rid of all of it? And so that discussion is there and it's a long discussion, the details of which you can leave for when we read Khalil, inshallah. Say Ameen. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, I read a couple of abab of Khalil from my. Ustad through Skype later on, even though I'm an ardent like enemy of Skype dars. But what are you gonna do? But uh, you don't know how many times you know I make du'a in Ramadan and, and all of the mawaqif and mashahid and between the jamarat and, and between the ruqan and the maqam that Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that before we die that we can read all of these books. Mm-hmm. So inshallah Allah Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq. <coughs> Go ahead. ثم يمسح ما في المخرج من الأذى بمدر أو غيره أو بيده ثم يحكها بالأرض ويوصلها ثم يستنجي بالماء. So it says istinja the, the the description of how istinja is performed is that a person should uh, uh, um, begin from the and يبدأ بعد غسل يديه that first you wash your hands. Um, and then, uh, uh, so a person's hand should be clean first, um, and then that person will wash the place where the uh, urine leaves from from the front, uh, which I guess is a little bit different depending on your gender. Uh, uh, and then that person will wi- will wipe um, from the back uh, exit, which is I guess similar regardless of gender. Um, that which is that which is there from Adha, he says Adha here means literally means harm, but the it's just a euphemism for, for Najasa for feces. Um, and he'll wash it either with madar, madar is like earth, uh, uh clay, uh, or other than that, meaning stone or toilet paper, or whatever, or with, with a person's hand. Then, after that, a person will wipe the, the hand with the earth, uh, uh, in the dirt. Um, and this is this is here. 
the analog for like the life we live here is that it's not like you don't like go out of the bathroom, go outside and wipe the the earth. The analog, the reason he mentions earth here is because it's soap. Your hands, when they're dirty and you don't have soap, you go out in the field and you wipe it in the in the dirt and you actually, you know, like wet the dirt a little and wipe it on your hands and it gets off everything. In fact, uh, 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 at the risk of everybody thinking, uh, you know, that I'm a backwards mullah anyway, which at one point, uh, maybe I cared, but then I did. I don't care anymore because a, a lot of the backwards mullah stuff actually is cooler than, <laughs> than like whatever normal things people do. At the risk of like being there one more time and then everybody uh, talking crap about me for that, it actually is better than soap. It actually is better than soap. When your hands are dirty, I mean, you don't, it doesn't have to be like najasa. You don't have to like, uh, 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 you know. Uh, make your hand dirty with najasa, anything like you know you have oil or whatever go try it sometime go go to the backyard you know where there's some clean clean dirt and uh, uh, you know put your hand in it and then then put a little water and like wipe it all over your hand and then like see how nice and clean your skin feels it's really actually it's really nice and a lot of the stuff that people pay a lot of money for um, to ha have in the soap like the extra bell and whistle type ingredients that make it like real fancy a lot of that stuff is the stuff that's in the earth anyway so uh, we did that, you know, because the madrasa I read in, in Pakistan, mashallah, was also, it was in the, uh, it was in the village, like in the like undeveloped village. Uh, and the mashayikh do this uh, oftentimes on purpose in order to get away from the nonsense of the city, either the polit political heat or the cu cultural nonsense or both. And so uh, that would happen. You know, you, you, you don't have like, mashallah, you had to wait to use the restroom and make wudu and things like that. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, we had like 700 students in her madrasa and like, it's like uh, 16 bathrooms and six, like 12 showers. So, uh, you know, and then, and then, and there's no soap either. So you go, you wash your hands with water. And then when they're still wet, you go out in the field and you rub it in the dirt and then you wash it real nice. And then afterward, like at first I was like, so this is the qadr of Allah slightly deviating from fiqh dars. The qadr of Allah Ta'ala was that I went to Mauritania first. After Mauritania, Madras and Pakistan like felt like the Hilton because you're like, oh, dude, there's like water within walking distance and like there's actually a building we can live in and stuff. So it was like it was actually like a step a step up in dunya, you know, <laughs> although for Madrasa, even Pakistan Madrasa purposes, it was really, really rough. And uh, 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 and then Pakistan Madaris are really rough compared to the Darsh Nizami Madaris and other places. And like, you know, you have to go quite a bit like up the scale before you get to U, U, U of Chicago and things like that. So, uh, um, <laughs> So like, yeah, at first once or twice you do it and you're like, ew, gross, uh, I guess it's better than nothing. I don't want to like die of like disease. Then after a while you're like, wait, this is actually better than, it's like you use soap and you're like, my hands don't feel as clean. So what are you going to do? So that's what, that's what he's talking about here, uh, 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 about sticking your hand in the earth. You don't need to actually go, go outside like you have like, you know, infeciated hands and you're like run outside your apartment or whatever and like, you know, uh, 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 you know, the brothers, the bro brothers from from the other side of the uh, other side of the road, they're like, yeah, don't mess with this guy. He's crazy, you know. Uh, <laughs> if I was gonna rob someone and I saw a guy doing that, I'd be like, I don't want to rob this guy. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. So. The first is the dry wipe uh, with the toilet paper, with the whatever. And then uh, uh, thereafter, there's the wet wipe, which is water. And you pour the water 
uh, uh, enough to you know clean clean off the entire exit. وَيَسْتَرْخِي um, قَلِيلًا uh, means what? What does رُخَا mean? Hmm? Yeah, relax. So don't don't be like because uh, what will happen if you if you if you're straining the inside of the 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 makhraj will be closed and it will hide some najasa inside of it. So a person relax down there. You you know it's not it's not a sunnah by the way it's a very fun mashallah because some people like, really get excited about fiqh and they do th- weird things. It's not a sunnah to like sh- actually stick your finger inside and wash because you're not gonna wash the inside of your uh, intestines out. And I don't know I'm not a medical professional but me Ali we can tell you I don't think it's healthy even if you tried right. And in mo- in most ca- cases probably not right. So uh, so yes just the just the makhraj the outer half of it but if you tense up too much then the, you're not going to be able to clean that and then that not that that whatever is left inside there that's hidden by the tensely closed uh, makhraj is going to then leak out later which is not good so just relax uh, and wipe and uh, get the get get your wash and wipe on uh, uh, you know over a generous area uh, um, and keep doing it until you're clean Meaning there's no more effect of najis left on the body Go ahead Right, so don't try to wash it inside of the The makharaj, the exit points Go ahead Yeah And you don't and you don't make a, a wudu from breaking wind Or sorry, you don't make a stinja from breaking wind There's some people who do it But the fuqaha very consistently mentioned That this is not part of Taqwa. Someone's like, well, what if something came out with the wind? Then it's not from breaking wind, and it's because something came out. So go ahead and please wash yourself, and you know, do me a favor, change your clothes as well. But like, uh, uh, as long as nothing came out, Rasulullah said, the one who makes a stinja from breaking wind is not one of us. Meaning it's a type of like neurosis that's like not masnoon. Yeah, 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 no. It breaks your wudu. Again, if something came out, you're welcome to wash that. If nothing came out, which nothing usually came comes out, then then just you know, make wudu and call it a day. Uh, um, this is this is what's meant by extremism. When you have hadith or of the Prophet Sallallahu or when you have, uh, um, when you have, for example, uh, 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 statements even of the of the ulama uh, against extremism. What will happen is you'll have a set of people who don't take this deen seriously. They'll be like, do you have to pray five times a day on time every day? That's a bit extreme. That's not extreme. That's the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The madar of what's extreme is what the Rasul ﷺ and his ashab, عنهم, their practice was. So this is extreme that a person should make wudu from istinja because they didn't used to do it. If it was part of taqwa, they would have done it. Uh, um, you know, or like example, like you know the five times a day example, right? There are some people they have like conditions. Some of them they're born out of their genuine fear of Allah Taala, that like you know they're so afraid of like sleeping through fajr that they can't sleep at night. That's extreme. That's a that's an illness. You should get that treated. Uh, you're not getting rewarded for that. It may have originated in a good place, but it's not something you wanna you wanna try to sustain as a practice. You're not getting you know once you know that you're not really getting rewarded for it. Um, rather try your best and then you know sleep on it. These are examples. So these are examples of what what what's meant by ghulu. You know the the tahriful uh, ghalin. Uh, 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 this is one of those things. There are some people, their practices are like that. And the funny thing is, if you don't actually study the sunnah, 
then you won't know what that is. There are certain things will seem to you like extremisms and certain things will seem to you like laxities. Uh, so you only know by studying. This whole uh, uh, custom we have nowadays about people being like, oh, if the Prophet was here, he'd be XYZ. He'd, be, he'd do XYZ. Well, the whole point is that the Prophet everything he does is wahi. And the understanding, usuli understanding wahi is alam al-insana ma lam ya'lam. So you can't really extrapolate that. I think it's bad adab with the Prophet to say that even if you're probably right, until and unless you're doing it for, based on some sort of data. So if you read the Siha Sitta and you've you know uh, studied the Sunnah of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you know in depth, then you're you're allowed through the through the institution of ijtihad to try to figure out what that would have been. But just to blink, say like I think if the Prophet was around today, he would have worn Alhamdulillah like worn a suit and tie, or he would have you know gotten a bank mortgage, or he would have not had a problem with gay people or whatever this that or the other thing. Um, not have a problem with gay people in the sense that he would have he would have endorsed their lifestyle or whatever. Uh, uh, not in the sense that the Prophet actually didn't have a problem with any human being. He wished good for everybody, even even sinners, even kuffar. So uh, you know that's that's a bit of a, a taqaddum that's not uh, uh, that's not really that's not really matlub. It's not matlub and it's not good. Uh, so yeah, so this is this is making istinja from from just breaking wind, unless unless you have a reasonable suspicion something came out. Uh, uh, if it's just a wind, then it's not part of deen to make istinja from it. Because yeah. again, and that has to do with what we just learned right now, that istinja is itself not an act of worship. It's only there to remove najasa. If there's no najasa there, you don't do istinja. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so whoever, whoever just dry wipe uh, with three... Here it says stones, but stones means three objects. It could be the clay, it could be toilet paper, whatever. That that they use three objects, and the third uh, third object comes out clean. Then that suffices. Meaning, uh, if a person urinates or defecates, and it comes out, for lack of a better way of explaining, it comes out clean. Meaning, it's not like diarrhea. This all splashing all over the place, or. It's not like uncontrolled or it's not like slurpy and slushy and you know, forgive me for it's, it's the Baba Fiqh we're reading, right? Rather, it comes out it comes out relatively in a controlled way and then a person wipes it three times and the third time the, the, the wipe is, uh, the, the third thing that's wiped comes out without any uh, uh, effect of urine or feces or whatever, uh, a najasat on it. That's enough. So what are the, the conditions we gave? One is that it didn't spread around too much, uh, too much further than the bare minimum that it could spread around from coming out, whether it's urine or feces. And the second is that you wipe until you have a confirmation that there's nothing more left to wipe. So that's what he means that you use three and the third one comes out clean. If you use one and the first one comes out clean, which I guess is somewhat of a conundrum. If you use one and the second one comes out clean, then you don't have to wipe the third one. He mentions three because it's sunnah to do good things in, in, in odd numbers. But the point is, is that if you wipe and then you come to a point where there's nothing left to wipe, that's enough. You can pray, you can do all your other things, right? As a kid growing up, my like oath of like life, like like my blood oath of loyalty to the Lord was such that I didn't think that like if you wiped with your, with like just a dry toilet paper, it would suffice you. But it does. It's not optimal, however. The optimal way is what? Not to dry wipe and then to wet wipe both of them together. That's the, that's the optimal way. Both of them separately, those suffice as long as, again, it doesn't get smeared around too much and it, you uh, are able to make tahqiq that, that uh, uh, you're able to like be sure that there's really nothing left there.
nothing left to be wiped out. Go ahead. Yeah, so the dry wipe he mentions if you do three wipes and the third one comes out without any yeah, without any najasat on it is sufficient. He said, but water is cleaner and is more pleasant and the ulama are more happy with it. Why? Because it's possible something dry may be stuck and it's not coming off. But like the wa water being like whatever the universal solvent uh, for our chemistry loving uh, uh, listeners, uh, um, the water having washed it is cleaner. And also the water has the property of tathir, that it, it's ritually purifying, which is something toilet paper and rocks doesn't have. Um, at least the rocks don't have it unless you're in Tayyamun. And uh, this is the the uh, 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 hadith of the Prophet wasallam. That the Rasul sallallahu alayhi once asked the Ansar, radiallahu anhum, what an amazing people they were. Ala dhalika, wa dalilu ala dhalika, anna Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, Ya ma'ashara al-ansari, inna allaha qad athna alaykum khayran, fi tuhurikum, fama tuhurukum, qalu nastanji bil ma'i, qala huwa dhaak fa alaykumuhu. So the ayah came down, inna allaha yuhibbu al-tawabin wa hibbu al-mutatahirin. Right, Allah Ta'ala loves the people that are uh, uh, habitual in their repentance to Him. And He loves the uh, people who uh, are, are uh, uh, people who make tuhr, make that are people who are constantly purifying themselves. Right, mutatahir, what's the difference between tahir and mutatahir? Both of them are the sigatul fa'il, right? But the tafa'ul bab means to do the meaning of the, the mujarrad with some takalluf. To take difficulty that you're not just clean, but you put some effort into being clean. Uh, so uh, Allah Ta'ala, some said, Oh, gathering of the Ansar, Allah Ta'ala has praised you that this ayah has is, 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 is been revealed in your, in, in, in your uh, uh, praise. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala has praised you uh, uh, with goodness. Uh, uh, with regards to your, uh, with regards to purification. So, what is your purification? Um, they said, radiAllahu anhum, that we, when we make istinja, we do, we do so with water. And so, the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, uh, 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 that's that's it. So, keep doing it. So, it's actually a sunnah to use both the 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 the, the, the minimum, the bare minimum, is to do a dry wipe if the conditions are sufficient for it. Then after that is to do a, uh, 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 use water. And then after that is to dry and, dry and, 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 and water. So use the toilet paper and then use the, use the water thereafter. Right. So they have those weird, like, those weird, like water hoses and things like that, where you don't actually wipe yourself. So that would be substandard in that sense. It's better actually to wipe yourself and then, and then, uh, use the, use the water. Go ahead. فَمَنْ لَمْ يَخْرُجْ مِنْهُ بَوْلٌ وَلَا غَائِطٌ وَتَوَضَّأَ لِحَدَثٍ أَوْ نَوْمٍ أَوْ لِغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ مِمَّا يُجِبُ الْوُضُوءَ فَلَا بُدَّ مِنْ غَسْلِ يَدَيْهِ قَبْلَ إِدْخَالِهِ مَا فِي الْإِنَاءِ Yeah, so whoever, uh, whoever, uh, um, whoever uh, didn't urinate or defecate, because we described the process of what to do when you do that just now, uh, um, but that person is making wudu for having broken their wudu, uh, like breaking wind or something like that, or sleeping or something other than those two, which we discussed in a previous dars. 
from those things that make wudu uh, uh, an obligation. That person should wash their hands before inserting them in uh, 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 in, in, in the vessel from which they're going to make wudu. Go ahead, woman. ومن سنة الوضوء غسل اليدين قبل دخولهما في الإناء والمضمضة Okay, so hold on there. So he'll mention a number of sunnahs. So he repeats that first thing. Is this a sunnah of wudu to uh, uh, wash the hands before putting them into the <coughs> the vessel from which wudu is made? Uh, obviously, the idea being that uh, uh, the, or the concept here is that you're making you're taking water out of something in order to make wudu. So what they used to do in the old days, like there would be a fountain or a well or whatever, you get a pitcher of water out, and then you would take the water from the wudu. So the, the first thing you should do is tip the water over your hands and wash it. Washing the hands in the beginning of wudu is not, is not actually part of the wudu. It's a sunnah to wash, it's technically you're washing your hands before the wudu starts. It's a sunnah attached to wudu. And the reason for it is that the Prophet wasallam he said, you know, because people would have to put their hands in the... In the, in the vessels in order to make wudu. He says that a person who is go, uh, going to make wudu, uh, who slept, uh, let them wash their hands first. Because if you're just slept, you know, theoretically your hands should be clean. So why? Because a person, لا يدري أن أحدكم أين يدوه. A person doesn't know where did his hand sleep. So you could be scratching yourself in weird places or doing weird stuff. You don't know where your hand is. If you stick your hand into the into the wudu water, this is like disgusting. So the sunnah is what? To tip a little bit of water out first and then wash your hands so your hands are clean. That way, when you get your water, when you stick your hand in the in the ina, in the uh, 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 the the vessel from which the wudu water is going to be uh, from which the wudu water is going to be poured or taken, that your hands should at least be clean before you you go inside of there. Now, this shunts us, or diverts us to a a slightly uh, different discussion that we should have, somewhat of a a very basic usuli discussion, with regards to the maratib of. The different levels of stuff you do, or the different levels of uh, of, of uh, um, importance of things. So you have something called a a, a, a rukan or a shart. Uh, the, there are two different things. There's a very slight difference between them. The similar the, the similarity between a rukan and a shart. Rukan means like a pillar or or a, a, a load bearing pillar or wall, uh, and a, a shart is a condition. So both of them are the same in the sense that both a rukan and a shart, if they're not performed, then the act is not valid. So if we say this is a shart of wudu or it's a rukan of wudu or a fard of wudu, these are all, uh, they all mean the same in the sense if that thing is done, then the, then, then the act is valid. If that thing is not done, the act is not valid. The difference between the word rukan and the word shart is that, so both of them are fard. The fard is like a general term. Rukan is that 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 fard which is internal to the act, and a shart is that uh, fard which is which which pre precedes the act. So, for example, when you are going to pray, having wudu is fard, right? So, which type of fard is wudu for the prayer? Is it a, a rukan of the prayer or a shart of the prayer? Sure. The shart because it's not actually part of the salat itself, but it is a legal uh, a legal necessity before the 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 prayer. Uh, starts. So that's what that's the fard level. Then after the fard level, there's there's something called a uh, 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 mustahab, something that's recommended. Okay, uh, and that has several levels as well. Okay, the highest level of which is what we'll refer to as a sunnah. 
a sunnah, like a sunnah of the salat, or a sunnah of the wudu, a sunnah of the hajj, a sunnah of this, a sunnah of that. When we say something is a sunnah, we say that it is something that's so important that without it, that act will be deficient. There'll be deficiency in the act, but the act will still be valid. Just like a human being who's missing an arm is still a human being, but like, it would be nice to have that, other, that missing arm, right? You'd be like, oh, sweet, arm. And like, you know, or like, you'd be, oh, arm, if you don't have it, right? But you're still a human being, right? We don't say anyone who doesn't have an arm is any less of a human. But it would be, you would see like, it's it's like kind of a no-brainer. A person, if they had, had the chance, they would not miss that. So wudu has certain sunnahs. Okay, then afterward, then within the category of mustahabbat, there are those things that are that are not sunnahs. Not necessarily meaning that they don't originate with the Prophet ﷺ, but those are the things they use the word fadila, mandu, mustahab. Those are those things that are adornments of the wudu. If you if you did it, it's if you don't do it, you're still your act is still alright. And if you did it, it would be that much nicer. Right? Adil, you know, can you bench press 300 pounds? Probably not. Maybe, but probably I'm gonna venture a guess that you can't yet. Inshallah, one day. Make make to the gym, you know. Mashallah, brother. Where, where are you from again? From Guinea. Guinea. You guys probably bench press 200 pounds when you're like seven. Mashallah. <laughs> We're from India. We don't bench press 200 pounds unless our forefathers came very recently from Afghanistan or from. Somewhere else, <laughs> other than where we're from. <laughs> Bombay doesn't send like Olympic champion weightlifters, does it? You can do business in Bombay, but you're not. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I can bench press two hundred pounds, Sheikh. That's not two hundred pounds. That's too much, man. <laughs> mashallah. <laughs> so, uh, 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 mashallah, mashallah. That's okay. Anyway, bench press is, is just prima donnas. All the like the the. the Pretty boys want to show off, you know. They, I know men who can bench press more than they can squat. I don't see in any like practical way how that's useful for a human being. But khair. Uh, um it's because of comments like this that sisters don't listen to my dars because they're like this is completely irrelevant to me. <laughs> anyway, khair. the 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 issue is is what is it? Those fadail, those those mustahabat. They may actually be sunan in the sense that the Prophet did them. But to miss them is not going to uh, uh, be a deficiency in, in the act. So if a person misses a sunnah, oftentimes the, the, the ulama will say it's better to repeat the act again. Whereas if you missed the fadila, you missed it, no, no, you know, get it next time, inshallah. And then afterward, you have those things that are mubtilat, those things that will completely invalidate an act if you do them. And then you have those things that are makruhat. The makruhat for, for the acts of worship in general are those things, if you do them, you will invalidate the reward of the act of the act without invalidating the act. So it's kind of pointless. The person who's trying to just get it done, for that person, it's not a big deal. The person who actually like has hope that they're going to see the, 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 the good effect of this in front of Allah Ta'ala one day, for that person, makruh means something really bad. It's not a good thing. You want to avoid it as much as possible. And that's the whole issue. If you're salat, if you don't understand, this is like kind of the, the Sufi part of the, the, the whole fiqh, right? Is that you have to believe when you're doing something that one day this is not a waste of time. One day I'm going to see the benefit of this in front of my Rabb Tabarak wa Ta'ala. You know, in this world and in the hereafter, I'm going to see the benefit of this. That's the person for who which I congratulate them that your, your Islam is worthwhile. The rest of them who are just doing it like, you know, like 
uh, like superstitiously, they shouldn't expect any benefit on this side and they shouldn't respect, expect any reward on the other side. And you're an idiot. If it doesn't have any benefit, why are you even doing it over here? I mean, I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm just saying like, if you really don't believe it's going to have any, uh, any benefit, you know, choose a side, choose a, choose a side. Uh, 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 you know, either it's something that you decide that is beneficial to you, then do it properly, do it well, or you're just doing it because your parents did it. Then you're like, well, my parents are not going to be able to like save me on the day of judgment. So I should probably figure out if this is worth doing or not because, uh, uh, half blankedness, uh, uh, in Dean is, is, it's no Dean at all. Not from an Aqidah point of view, but from a Sufic point of view, it's no deen at all. From an Aqidah point of view, don't be like, oh, I just should have called me Kafir just because I don't make wudu right. No. Yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, so these are the Sunan for those. So, so he he will describe, he'll describe how you make wudu. And this is one of the reasons I love this book, is that it, it teaches you like as if you're a kid, like learning for the first time. Because there's a lot of things we assume we know about stuff we don't know because we didn't learn learned deen from the ulama, we learned it from Facebook and f usually fights in Facebook and, uh, you know, emails and things like that. <sighs> and like, you know, lectures by people who probably shouldn't be lecturing at all. Uh, uh, so, but, you know, you have to fish out, then the problem is there are two ways of presenting the, the fiqh, right? Ibn Ashir is like that, like these are the fa'id of wudu and he'll, bam, he'll list them all. Then he'll be like, these are the sunnah wudu and he'll list them all. But it's like, it's like you took a, a, an animal, slaughtered it, and then like made ground beef in one pile and then like bones in another pile and steaks in another pile and the head and the organs in another pile. So it's kind of hard sometimes to put it back together again until you've, until you've, unless you've seen the animal live. So th this is like the live animal model of teaching fit here. Uh, but here he'll, he'll, he'll kind of give a little bit of comment about, uh, about uh, in the list fashion as well. So he goes, the first uh, sunnah is what? Is to wash the hands. The second sunnah is what? Is to uh, uh, rinse water in one's mouth, which is called al-madmada. Because the water goes madmada in your mouth, or at least uh, classical Arabic maintains. Yeah, well? Uh-huh. Okay, so istinshaq is to what? Is to take water in your hand and sniff it up into your nose. You don't have to sniff it up so much that it completely floods your sinuses, because that hurts. Just sniff it up a little bit to get up in your nostrils to clear whatever was there in your nostrils. Okay. And then istinthar is to blow it out. Rasulullah said, don't blow it like a donkey. Don't just sniff it and like that. No. Blow one nostril out at a time. You get more pressure on, or force on each nostril and you'll get, get more of what you want out. And it will be controlled. You have like your hand on your nose so it's not just blasting all over the place. Uh, 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 which is gross. Uh, uh, Rather, rather have your hand over your nose and uh, blow one nostril out at a time. And you don't have to do it like super hard either. Just so you don't s sniff the water up hard. Like, people die of that. Like there's amoebic, uh, there's like every now and then there's like amoeba in the like water supply and people neti pot it and like it goes like way too far up and it like crosses the barrier and goes up in your brain and eats your brain. And then, then people are like, oh, Sheikh, is it a excuse to like not, you know, do a stenshaq? And I'm like, no, just don't sniff it so hard that like you can feel it in your eyes, you know, just sniff a little bit. And then when you blow it out, also, you don't have to like blow it out so hard that you're like blasting your uh, your sinuses and things like that. Just do so gently. 
Uh, do so gently, inshallah. I mean, you think about Rasulullah how gentle of a person he was, and like, like if you were to think about like how he would have done this, you know, it's you know, with class, with gentleness, with you know, just take your time. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to again, like blow your your brain out. Yeah, you can do that, right? If you're that's how the mummies, that's how they used to mummify the mummies, right? They used to like, they stick a hook up the nose and pull the brain out the nose. So yeah, I mean, that's not the sunnah, but if that's how you want to roll, you know, it's a free country, I guess, right? Yeah, and like wiping over the ears. Uh, he'll get to it eventually. That that's also a sunnah. What what He go ahead. Yeah, and then all he's like all the rest of the stuff I'm about to say is far. Go ahead. Yeah. So so uh, uh, when when a person then gets up to make wudu from sleep or from any other thing that breaks the wudu. Uh, uh, um, some of the ulama said, when you have this expression "qala ba'du anything, ba'du nas or ba'du ulama," it means ah, it's a thing, but not that big of a thing. Uh, 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 whereas there are other expressions that will indicate more more jazam like that. This is like a really important part of the wudu. Here, the Bismillah thing, he's basically saying uh, um, that it's 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 not that big of a uh, uh, it's not that big of a deal. And uh, so one of the riwayat that's narrated from Malik rahimullah ta'ala is that he considered it a, a sunnah to say bismillah before making a wudu. Uh, 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 but some of the aslaf, they actually considered it not to be part of the wudu. Uh, and there are, three different, uh, uh, there are three different narrations from Malik. People report Malik had three, three different things they report from Malik as his opinion on this matter. Uh, which is somewhat confusing. Ashharuha ma sadara bihi wa qtasara alayhi al-alamatu khalilun haythu qala fi fadail al-wudu tasmiya wa dalilu ala talabiha ma fi muslim min qawlihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam la wudu aliman lam yadhkur asmallahi alayhi So there are three, three opinions but Khalil who is basically the murajjah of the madhab and the one who, when, you know, like little, little, uh, little ficky altercations like this happen, he's like the referee who says that, okay, out of these three, this is probably the most likely thing that Malik meant. Uh, um, he says, yeah, that it's, it's a, it's a fadila. It's like the lowest, uh, the lowest level of sunnah that a person should say Bismillah before they, before they make wudu. And this is corroborated by the hadith of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that a person hasn't perfected their wudu if they haven't, uh, uh, mentioned the name of Allah ta'ala. On it, and this is also a general rule: kulu amrin dibal, that every 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 matter that has any sort of importance whatsoever, a person should take the name of Allah Taala before before doing it. Um, and uh, that's but that's for important things. The ulama men, or for good things, you know. The ulama mentioned the person who says Bismillah before drinking wine. And they, they, there's a discussion as to whether that's kufr or not. Uh, and it's kufr if a person does it istighfafan, like jokingly, knowing that it's haram, and they mention the name of the Lord when when doing it. At that time, uh, if a person says it out of force of habit and or and, or they didn't mean that, then then you know we won't say that. But the point is, anything that that you're doing that's good, there's a discussion. Is it 
ma'thur that the Prophet said Bismillah before doing this. Uh, uh, that discussion may happen, but in general, it's a general rule that the Prophet set out that in, in, when you're doing a good thing, it's good to say Bismillah before. You know, like, is there a hadith that to say, it's sunnah to say Bismillah before doing your homework or whatever? I don't know if homework existed in Medina in those days. Uh, but, like, you know, if you're doing the homework, like, Alawi is going to become a doctor so he can help people not to make money. So, uh, uh, so the, you know, so for him to like start his homework with Bismillah, that would be matlub. Uh, that would be matlub. So I posted, you, you said, I don't know if anyone saw that. You guys should make dua for me. I'm such a bad person on social media. You should be like, what kind of shaykh are you and like guilt me into stopping? But like, you know, posted the hadith of the son of Ali Dawood because, you know, whatever full house is like bribing bribing people to get like faulty uh, uh, and fraudulent college admissions now. So, uh, uh, hadith of the Prophet that whoever seeks knowledge from that knowledge which should be sought for the, uh, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala uh, so that they can gain some piece of the dunya, that person on the day of judgment will not, will not smell the fragrance of jannah. Meaning that they may go eventually, but they ain't getting in on round one. Which is it's scary. It's so scary. People should people should know this. Parents should be like ah <laughs> to their kids like you're gonna go to jannah. Don't do that. But in, instead, they actually go them and prod them on that track. And the thing is, this it's hard. It's hard because nowadays education is a. Uh, is like a, a synonymous with career. And so, you know, it's difficult. I don't know. I guess traditionally the, the, the Muslims, they used to, you know, what they thought of as like the primary uh, 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 means to getting wealth was business and trade. I'm not, when I say that, I'm talking about like the aslaf. I'm not talking about later on, you have all sorts of jokers trying to become qadi in order to get power and influence. And it, you know, leads to some really humiliating situations for the sharia. Uh, or for the people of the Sharia, I should say, but uh, um, but yeah, you know, go start a business. Business is where all the money's at anyway. Job is not where the money's at. Business is where the money's at. Um, if you want to make money, just be like, hey, I'm making money. The problem is that when you try to do both, you end up with none, and that's really sad. Anyway, coming back to the uh, coming back to the the yeah, I, I see you, man. I'll, I'll get to you. Don't worry. Uh, the the Bismillah. Um, he says, he says, meaning they didn't consider it to be that strenuously of an important part of wudu that you should be like, no, you have to say bismillah. It's like a thing. The scales tip slightly in the favor of saying it before, before your wudu. But if you ain't been saying it or whatever, you forget it one time. It's not a cause to freak out or freak out on another person if they forget. Yes. So if you're in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Uh, that's another issue. So when you when you say bathroom, it's it's makruh probably to take the name of Allah Taala. Uh, but, but the 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 definition of bathroom for that for that purpose is like the specific area, not the entire room, but the specific area where urinate and defecate. So I'd say if you're on the toilet, you probably shouldn't do it. But if you're on the sink next to the toilet, it's not that big of an issue. Uh, that being said, right. The, the the Muslims when they would design their homes in the old days they would not they would have the the area separated you know this idea of bathing in the same place where you defecate and urinate this is 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 makruh and it's like gross it, it is gross actually and like what will happen is a person will literally walk across the same area after they get out of the shower uh, therefore uh, 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 um, therefore spreading a lot of the bacteria that they're trying to avoid by taking the shower in the first place. Uh, but what can you do? You know, these houses are oftentimes designed by people of kufr and like 
they just don't get it. You know, they're the people who wear a $10,000 suit and then urinate in a urinal and you see the cuff of the pant, pant like, you know, drag across the yellow drops on the on the floor of the bathroom. And, you know, for any observer, you're like, oh, this guy looks sharp. But like for a person who knows Dean, you're like gross, not just, you know. So, uh, uh, um, yeah, you can say it as long as you're not actually on the toilet. Although if you're able to de design your house in the future, it's good to separate them. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. Uh, I heard like if you were in the bathroom, mm -hmm. you can just think about it in your head. You can, and you don't have to say it anyway. Yeah, but if you say it, but if you say it, that's okay too, as long as you're not actually on the toilet. Toilet. I heard you don't have to say this in the. You you don't have to say it anyway. Yeah, you don't have to say it anyway. Yeah. Mashallah, that's a very that's a very uh, Imam Nawawi. There's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that Bismillah is in the heart of every believer. You know, that's why they don't consider tasmiyah sharat in the, in, the, in the slaughter of an animal. But khair, the jamhur comes down against them. Uh, uh, um, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So it's also the sunnah that your vessel that you're making wudu from should be on your right-hand side. Uh, um, obviously, we don't make wudu from vessels anymore. Uh, and so he he makes this uh, this uh, uh, um, this this reason for the for the for the the tayamun of the ina to be, may have the vessel on the right hand side because it's easier to get to. If that's the reason, then it's probably better to stand dead in center of the sink. If it's ta'abud, then it's probably better to have the sink slightly to your right. I guess for whatever we're doing. Uh, go ahead. This is a speculation on my part, not a fatwa. Go on. Yeah, so then you wash your hands three times uh, before putting them, before putting them and dipping them into the vessel. And so again, washing is not, it doesn't require a whole lot of water. You just wipe your hands three times. Go on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if a person urinates or defecates, then they make sure to get rid of that. We talked about the istinja and istijmar. Go ahead. Then the person makes wudu. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he says that after washing your hands uh, three times, then a person will take the water and and suck it out of his hand and and rinse it in his mouth three times uh, um, if he wishes to he can do that from one handful of water you don't have to take new water every time uh, um, and uh, if a person uses fingers and just kind of wipes his teeth uh, like as if it's a miswak or even uses a miswak at that time that's that's a good time to do it um, I think the Hanafis they they prefer that the miswak 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 miswakification process happen before the wudu because in their madhab the uh, bleeding of the gums will will break your wudu, uh, in ours it doesn't so uh, this is the time that it's considered to be, uh, um, it's considered to be uh, 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 mustahab.
uh, using miswak is this is a good time to mention that using miswak is really important. Uh, it's mustahab uh, uh, that a person should keep their teeth clean by using the miswak. Uh, 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 and it's better to use a miswak than to use your fingers. Uh, uh, it's be and you can use your fingers when you don't have a miswak present. Uh, and uh, uh, Ibn Arafa, who was, uh, who was a great sheikh of the madhab and one of the great imams of the Jama Zaytuna, mashallah, for our for the Tunisian public and non-Tunisian public alike, uh, he uh, he considered it actually a sunnah of wudu. Like he considered it not just a fadilah, but he considered it to be like a sunnah of wudu. Um, and uh, uh, the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, because of the saying of the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam, "Lola an ashuqa ala ummati la amartuhum bissiwaki inda kulli salatin." He said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "If I, I didn't think it would be, it would be like undue burden and hardship." On my ummah, I would have commanded them to make miswak before every single salat. So it's good to have good breath, mashallah. Um, and miswak is not just for the teeth, it's for your gums and it's for your, your tongue as well. It's also sunnah to do it in, in, in all of those places. Um, anyhow, uh, uh, so this is a time to make miswak, make siwak after after having made madmada at that point. Then a person will take water and sniff it up his nose. And then blow it out three times and put his hand over his nose uh, uh, as if he's blowing his nose each nostril at a time. And uh, um, you can do less than three rinses and less than three uh, sniffing slash blowings of water from your nose uh, 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 if you want to. Meaning that the wudu is still valid without it. Um, and then he also mentions that you can do... If you want to, you can from one cup, one uh, handful of water, you can take take a little water and rinse it, spit it, take a little, do all three rinses and all three sniffs from one handful of water if you wish to, or you can spread them out over six. And he says that if you have the time and the ability, whatever, to spread it out, the ulama consider it to be superior slightly. But like if you don't have time or you don't have the patience or you just prefer not to, it's not really that big of a deal. Because yeah. the, the idea is like, Oh, you touch your lips or you touch your nose to it. Does that water, is that water not considered used? The answer is no. Yeah. I was going to, can you elaborate more on the, doing that at the same time, the rinsing the mouth and the nose? Like, you mean like... Yeah, the, like, you can do that as well. You can, you can, not only can you do it from the same cup of water, you can actually do both at the same time. Like, yeah, you can right. dip your, your lips and your nose in at the same time and take in water from your mouth and sniff at the same time. Okay. And you can do that as well. Because this is this is another this is another thing that the the tartib the or, saying doing the faraid of wudu in order is a sunnah, doing the sunnahs in order is a is fadila. So breaking the order of the sunnahs is not as big of an issue as breaking order the order of the faraid. Like if you do wudu out of order, it's valid, but it's like it's deficient somehow. Uh, whereas if you if you if you put the fadail out of order a little bit, uh, 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 it's not as big. Uh, the sunnahs out of order. It's not as big of a deal. You seem very intrigued by this mouth-nose combinational sniffing. Yeah, you, know, you try it, inshallah. Go home and like you know have like Maliki Fik lab. You know, yeah. hands-on like you know like exploratorium, children's museum type like Fik class. You know, like. What did you learn about Fik today, Jimmy? <laughs> Mashallah. So go on. Good.
Uh, okay, why don't we why don't we go ahead and just stop here? We'll continue next week, inshallah. Sallallahu ta'ala Rasulullah Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.